Do people know that you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Or are you hiding your faith? You see, faith is very important in the life of a child of God. Because there are people that never ever share again the faith with anyone. And yet, we should always be able to share as the Holy Spirit leads my life. Because the Holy Spirit has empowered me. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us for an inspiring new series, taking a look at the spiritual legacies of several biblical faith heroes. Today, as Raul begins with a look at the Apostle Paul's powerful prayer life, we'll see how to imitate Paul in spending more time communing with the Lord and interceding for others, a partner in God's plan for healing, salvation, and transformation. The title of today's study is Paul, a Man of Prayer. Here's Raul Reese in the book of Romans. Paul the Apostle in this letter is going to teach us a lot. This morning he's going to teach us about prayer. So let's go to chapter 1 verses 8 to 15. And let me say again about Paul the Apostle. He was concerned. He'd never been to Rome ever. But he heard about Rome. He heard about the Christians in Rome that were suffering. So he decided to write this letter before he ever went to Rome. And by the way, when finally Paul went to Rome, remember he met with Caesar Nero. And Caesar Nero is the one that put him to death and chopped off his head. But before that, when Paul ministered to Caesar Nero, Caesar Nero was never the same. They said he became possessed by demons. He started killing Christians, putting them on crosses with tar and then torches, lit them on fire. This is real important to me. Because as we sit here and we hear the word of God, we not only want to learn from Paul, but I want to have the heart of Paul and the concern and the passion and the vision to reach people for Jesus Christ, especially those that we know that we love and we care about. We don't want them to go to hell. And yet as believers, we should care and love people. We need to pray for the salvation of people. So they can come to Christ and then become spiritual saints, but at the same time grow in Christ Jesus. Let's read beginning in verse 8 of Romans chapter 1 to verse 15. He says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing... I make mention of you always in my prayers. You should underline that. Making requests if by some means. Now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you. That I may impart to you some spiritual gift. So that you may be established. That is that I may be encouraged together with you. By the mutual faith both of you and me. Now, I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but I was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, 
just as among other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to the Greek and to the barbarian, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. I love the way Paul pours out his heart here in chapter 1. He cared for people. He loved people. These people are being killed. And those are the kind of people that I want to meet and have fellowship with. And I want to take the gospel to them. So that the gospel can set them free and the gospel can bless them and anoint their lives so they can be used by Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And yet we know that Jesus was always praying for his disciples. Prayer is so important. You can't live without it. It's like oxygen. You can't live without it. Maybe some of you here, maybe some listening through the radio. You've never really spent time in the morning, afternoon, or evening in prayer. You just kind of become a church member. And you really don't have a relationship with the Lord. Prayer brings you into the presence of God. It brings you to the presence of God where you become one with Him. Just you and Him. Kneeling down before Him. And watching God work in my life and through the life of other people. Look at the first point, verse 8. Paul's thankful for the believers in Rome. He says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. That your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now the whole world there, he's speaking of the European world. Because that was the world in the first century. And what I found interesting here again is that that intercession that Paul had by beginning to praise the Lord. Notice he begins first of all by what? Thanksgiving. Are you thankful for everything God has done in your life and what he's doing even this very morning? David was very thankful even in the Psalms. Read the Psalms, 150 Psalms in Psalm 95 too. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms or songs. Psalm 104. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his holy name. Can you imagine if we did this? If we follow instructions? The kind of life we would have? Especially in these days we're living in. Man, we need spiritual people today like never before. How about secondly, faith? Paul mentions how their faith was spoken throughout the whole world. Is your faith spoken not throughout the whole world, around your neighborhood? Around your job? Is your faith spoken of? Do people know that you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Or are you hiding your faith? You see, faith is very important in the life of a child of God. Because this is so important because there are people that never ever share again the faith with anyone. And yet, we should always be able to share as the Holy Spirit leads my life because the Holy Spirit has empowered me with His power. Let me give a couple of things as believers. Number one, we live by faith. In the book of Romans 117, which we'll look at next week, 
For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And then secondly, how about walking by faith? Are you walking by faith or by feeling? Romans 4.12 says, And the father of the circumcision of those who not only are of the circumcision, speaking of Jews, but who also walk in the steps of the faith, which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. I mean, Abraham took off by faith. When God called us to this church here, we stepped out by faith. By faith. I know what faith is about. When you don't have anything and you step out by faith and trust God to bring it. That's faith. It's not seeing it and say, okay, well, I have faith to do that. No, it's when you take yourself and God calls you to do something, but you really haven't done it before, and you take this leap of faith, and then God honors it because he sees real faith in your life. Just like Abraham, just like Isaac, just like Jacob, just like Paul, Peter, Jason, all these guys. And then when you pray, we need to pray by faith. Matthew 21, 22 says, And whatever thing you ask in prayer, Believing, you will receive it. And of course, according to who? According to God's will. And then did you know that we die by faith? Nobody knows when you're going to die. But as a child of God, I know that God one day is going to come for me. And I'm going to die. I don't know when, but I know I'm going to die. So what do I do by faith? I begin to put my life in order. Because we have no guarantees when we get up in the morning. You have no guarantees at noontime. You have no guarantees when you go to bed or you stay up in the middle of the night. The only guarantee is Jesus. By faith. In the book of Hebrews eleven thirteen, it says, These all died by faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. We're assured of them. Embrace them and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Go back to the Old Testament and the prophecies they were giving to them. They never saw them and yet they're being fulfilled already now. But they believed. They believed. Even though they didn't see them, they believed God's word. How about secondly, Paul prayed for the believers in Rome. Verse 9 and 10, look what he says. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. That without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come unto you. So Paul's praying for what? God's will. Do you pray for God's will in your life? Surely you don't want to be out of God's will. There's his perfect will and his permissive will. And many times people take his permissive will instead of his perfect will. And then you pay the consequences. You got to make sure you align yourself with Jesus Christ. And when you align yourself with the Lord, as you stand in the presence of God, for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of of you Romans all the time in my prayers. I hope that you're praying for me as I pray for you. I hope we're praying for the people in China, Siberia, Russia, 
South America, Central America, wherever it is, people, Christians that are being tortured. You see, Paul was an intercessor. He prayed day and night. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're just two days away from our 200th Straight Talk episode. Join us in person or online at 7 p.m. West Coast time for this very special program. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or check out our social media platforms to learn more. Now back to the final part of our study today, Paul, a man of prayer. And then think of this. That Paul not only was praying for the Romans, but think not only of the Roman soldiers. They were persecuting, prosecuting these Christians. When Paul was arrested, when he finally went to Rome, and they had him chained to two centurions. Imagine Paul being chained all day long to centurions. You think they heard the gospel? You bet they did. By his life. History tells us that when he went to the presence of Caesar Nero, and he was condemned to be beheaded, that as they brought them into the Colosseum, and these two centurions came with Paul, that by the time Paul gave his life, he put his head on the chopping block, and they cut his head off. That one of the centurions said, I too, I am a believer in Jesus Christ, and the other one said the same thing. Listen, people have to see your witness. they got to believe your witness. They can't be fooled by us. Paul said, pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 And then Paul longed for three things. To see them, to serve them, and to strengthen them. I like that. To see them, and then to serve them. Not for them to serve him. Think about that. And then... To strengthen them. And yet Paul needed strength himself. Paul had what? A real love for them. Do you have a real love for the church? The body of Christ? Or are you gossiping about people all the time and putting down people? We should pray for people. We should love people. We should forgive people. So that God can bless our lives. This is a tremendous lesson for the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because if you notice, Paul wanted to serve. Paul wanted to strengthen them. It wasn't about Paul. It was about Christ and the Christians in Rome. It's the heart of what? The real shepherd that cares for his flock. Third point, verse 11 and 12. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift. So that you may be established. That is that I may be encouraged together with you. By the mutual faith. Both of you and me. Mutual faith. You and me. So Paul's earnest desire is to what? To see Romans. And to call to mind the yearning of the other people. That Paul has led to the Lord. Has been with him. Including notice. He prophet in Philippi. In verse 26. Philippians 2. Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. You heard that he was sick and what did you do? You prayed for him. And God healed him. When Paul was sick and Paul had to bear that thorn in his side, three times he asked God and God said, don't ask me again, Paul. You're going to carry that for the rest of your life. Probably to keep him humble. 
Sometimes God allows some thorn in our flesh to keep us simple and humble and to keep our eyes on Him, not on people. That's the way I look at my thorn in my flesh. It's really important that each one of us here learns that. That we not only come to prayer, but that we're satisfied by meeting other people's needs through prayer. And that God is not only listening, but God is answering prayer. God is answering our prayers. And we also need the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 21 gifts. Many times when people are looking for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they become covetous from other people's gifts. Be content where God has called you and what God has given to you. Don't strive. Don't covet. And then in verse 12, he says, notice the modesty of the apostle shines through this verse here. He was not only above admitting that even the simple among believers could impart something of comfort to him. He could receive from anybody. Can you receive from anybody? Or are you prejudiced of other Christians? And it's sad. Because you know these people, they were simple and they were humble. What happened? What happened? You can't communicate with them anymore. They separate themselves. And yet Paul the Apostle writing 14 letters, and the 14 letters always speaking to the church, never ever set himself apart away from the people. He was always with the people. The firm grip that God gave to him, not only in eternal things, but in the things that God wanted him to do to the body of Christ, to these Christians, in helping them as he would spend time on his knees, asking, begging, And waiting for the answer to come. The answer to come. He went to Rome by faith. Never been there. He writes the book of Romans. He hasn't even been to Rome. But it's a letter that he writes to the Romans. Because he writes just about everything they need to obey in the kingdom of God. And to bring comfort to them. Look at the fourth point. Verse 13 and 14. The debt to the believer in Rome. And now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. We notice how Paul's plans were for Rome as God had given them these plans. Sometimes it's Satan who hinders our plans. Understand that. Recognize that. Sometimes we blame people for our plans. Oh, they're the ones that really did not allow me to do them. Or they hindered me. No, the one that hinders us is Satan. In 1 Thessalonians 2.18, Paul says, Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, sometime again. But Satan hindered us. But in this case, it seems more likely that the gospel preaching that Paul did not only had direction, but the Holy Spirit was the one to lead them. The Holy Spirit was the one to bring them to that place. And this happens all the time. where We need to be open to the Holy Spirit to direct our lives and our plans. And then verse 14, look at Paul's burden here. He says it was made a little different, his burden. 
He was not only cultured in intellectuality, but also as a runaway slave in the ignorance that the Jews thought that he was crazy, that he had left his religion, which religion is nothing. But Paul the Apostle, through religion, found relationship with Jesus Christ. Have you found your relationship with Jesus Christ this morning? And you cannot get the grace of God until you have peace in your life. Peace and grace. Grace and peace of God. And then finally, verse 15. Paul was eager to visit the Roman believers. He says, So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Notice that Paul's boldness in verse 15. Paul was ready to preach no matter what. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast about. For necessity is laid upon me, yes. But woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. I want to say that woe is me if I preach not the gospel of Jesus Christ. He preached the gospel because of necessity. How about secondly, he preached the gospel without charge. 1 Corinthians 9, 18, he says, What is my reward then? That when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge. We don't charge for the gospel. It's free. That I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. That I may not, notice, abuse my authority. And then how about he preach around the center of the cross? His message was the cross. 1 Corinthians one twenty three, But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews stumbling block, but to the Greeks foolishness. And yet Paul says, I am crucified with him. Nevertheless, he lives in me and through my life. And then how about he preached because of the importance of the gospel. Here it comes, Romans 10.14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not heard or believed? How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach? Unless they are sent. As it is written in the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Who bring glad tidings of good things. So we must be the same way. Ready at all times to do whatever God calls us to do. Apostle Paul was a man of amazing self-sacrifice and spiritual boldness, and his impressive example can galvanize all of us into action in the building of God's kingdom. You're listening to Somebody Loves Your Radio with Raul Reese. Today's lesson, Paul, a man of prayer, can be yours for a donation of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you a complete copy. For further inspiration to order your life with a heavenly focus, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' entire series titled Men of the Bible. Available on either CD or a thumb drive, this 20-part study explores the faith journeys of ordinary people like Moses and Daniel who did extraordinary things for God as they surrendered to His will, communed with Him in prayer, and obeyed His commands. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 
to order Walt's 20-lesson Men of the Bible series. We'll send you the CD collection for a gift of $26 or the USB drive for $21. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We encourage you to utilize our many free resources. Download our app for live stream teaching, digital Bible studies, and more. You can also browse iTunes and Spotify for podcasts of all previously aired programs. To enjoy a free subscription to Rawls' daily devotional emails, subscribe at somebodylovesyou.com. And if you'd like to email Rawl directly with your prayer requests and Bible questions, his address is pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. This is a listener-supported ministry. We appreciate the partnership of your tax-deductible gifts and are always blessed by your generosity. Join us next time for more insight into the rewarding relationship with God that you can enjoy just as the believers in the Bible did. We'll focus our study on Enoch, a man who walked so closely with the Lord, he was spared the pain of death. Now here's Roll with the closing comment. When Paul preached in Jerusalem in the religious center of the world, he was mobbed by people. They tried to kill him so many times. Peter, James, John, all of them. Because the people hated the gospel of Jesus Christ. How about when he preached in Athens to the intellectual center of all the world? To the unknown God. I've been there, man. It's an incredible place as you're standing there. In your mind, you picture Paul standing there and preaching to the unknown God. To reveal them Jesus Christ. And then he preached in Rome. And then finally he was what? Martyred. He was killed. Reason? He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ with power and with passion. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.